previously on the Hired Swords. It was strange watching Davin and Gwyn fly off like they did. I'd forgotten for just a moment that they weren't actually family. We've been through so much up to this point, and it's all happened so fast that I let myself grow so much closer than I, I ever expected. When you renounce your name and leave who you were to the past, you don't ever anticipate letting anyone get close enough to depend on you again. And I can't help but feel like I've failed again as they flew off. I just hope they've made the right choice for themselves coming back. friends, you're listening to the Hired Swords Podcast. Is this the part where I talk about Dale? No, 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 we're good. Okay, I, I, I don't mind. Dale could always no, use it's, a plug. Okay, that's enough, Dale, we're good. That's here? Can I, can no, no, no. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Hired Swords. I hope you enjoyed our intro song and, and joke. Those are always very great. Joining me today, oh, first of all, I'm Michael, your Dungeon Master. Joining me today is Derek, playing Davin. Hey, yo, what's up? Oh, he's feeling groovy. Joxer's here. That's actually Mikey playing Joxer. Bork. <laughs> Gwendolyn is played by Ash. That's me. I also is going to Bork. <laughs> <laughs> he stole your Bork opportunity. It's not fair. <laughs> and then uh, Blaze is here. He's Kriggs. Hey, dude. Yeah, that's right. Wolves make other sounds besides Bork sometimes. Speaking of wolves, that's kind of how we left the last episode. We uh, we started the last episode with the party kind of split up, Davin and Gwen having flown opposite directions after turning into flying creatures, birds of some sort. And while they were gone, Kriggs and Joxer had a little bit of back and forth conversation uh, very interesting, very good. Listen to that if you have not done that. If it's it was swell. Good job, you guys. Good conversation. Oh, thank and then you. yeah, of course. And then uh shortly, just halfway in between that, kind of in the middle of that conversation, Davin comes walking from the forest. They sit, they they have they talk a little bit more. Davin kind of upset. There's a little apology for some of the drama that had happened, causing them to split drama surrounding the gemstones that contain some sort of power that was controlling uh Tomba and the chief and so after that the they kind of lightened the mood with some pranks and jokes on each other including 52 car to pick up and things like that and then suddenly Gwyn uh, showed up startling them all by dropping a, a dagger from the sky and saying to them you need to come with me let's go and turning and taking off into the woods so they spent the second half of the last episode running through the woods, chasing Gwendolyn, trying to avoid falling and tripping and running into trees. Finally, Gwendolyn coming back, Davin having the idea to turn two of the other, the other two guys into dire wolves, Davin climbing on their back and them moving back to this camp and cave that Gwendolyn said she had found on her little jaunt into, uh, over the, over the woods. And they follow her scent, smelling this 
this burned uh, wood, this wet kind of ashes from the campground she had found. They they run several hours into the woods until making it finally to this campground, seeing an abandoned campground that looks like it's been starting to become overgrown a little bit. And that's where we left off, the these three wolves and Davin appearing right at the tree line, looking at this camp that is sitting in front of them. What would you like to do? We we made it. This this is the camp. I'll drop Gwendolyn so says. She, is she borking it. at us again. She's borking, but she gets out of form and repeats it. This is the camp. Uh, I drop polymorph. I let you guys be humans again. <laughs> I uh, you'll actually hear kind of a grr from uh, Joxer as he's um now a human again. Are you still? Are, are you still my backpack? No, I would have hopped down first. Are you still my pack? Okay. Uh, I'm still just on all fours looking, <laughs> sniffing around. Oh, oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. You're... Anyway. Anyway, Gwen, where are we? What's going on? I I, I don't know. <laughs> she just looks at and her. That, and that's now still in wolf, right? You're... No, I've I've been out oh, of Oh, okay. I gotcha. Wait, hold on for a second. Griggs. Stand up. You already said it's embarrassing. Oh. Uh, and I just slowly, sheepishly <laughs> get up. <laughs> you get kind of used to it pretty quick. I I mean, that was that was fun. Okay, I'll say it. That was pretty radical. Yeah, I mean, why, why'd you end it? Or did it just end by itself? Well, no, I figure we need to have a conversation and you can't really talk when you're a wolf. Sh- sh- sure you can. Well... I can't turn myself into a wolf at the same time, and I wouldn't understand your weird borking sounds. And I'd like to be included too, all right? I I guess. Uh, yes. Uh, wh- 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 why did we come here, uh, Gwen? Wh- wh- what's this about a knife? I, so, I was flying, and I found this dagger, and she shows the dagger again. And then I soon found this camp, and it's it's odd that it's still here. And she points out to everything. And like Mike said before, it seems like everything was just left here. And it has been either days or weeks since anything has really been touched. What kind of stuff are we looking at here? What what has been left behind? Yeah, you see a couple tents there. If You, you can see that the tent flaps are kind of pulled back, kind of blowing in the wind. And as you look inside, it's it's kind of dark out. It's it's quite dark out, but with the moon and everything, you can kind of make out the hint of maybe some sort of small light chest in there and bed rolls on the on the floor, as well as there are some bed rolls kind of laid out around the campfire as well, seemingly made up like they were somebody meant to return. Why would someone just leave this here? Well, we just left our campsite. But we didn't leave our bedrolls or our tent. Well, that's a good point. Are there... It's a tent, and it seems pretty... How how large is the actual tent? Is it multiple person or, like, one or two people max? It looks like probably a couple people could sleep in there, but it's taken up... The space is kind of taken up with a bedroll and then a few other... Just a couple other little items, like the little chest and something else inside those that... It's like somebody was sleeping in there on their own and the other people were sleeping out in the around the fire. How many bedrolls total are there? There are six. Oh. Uh are there is there any 
signs or insignia or any kind of information that would indicate like they're a company of some kind or um not out where you're just looking around but if you want to go investigate further you can go look inside uh, yep stuff so where are you gonna I'm go there's there. two tents there's a there's a smaller tent just a little bit smaller on your left hand side both of them look like they could squeeze in two people tightly but the one on the left is a little smaller the one on the right is a little bit bigger and you, it's still pretty dark, so I'll probably pop. Uh, yeah, it's dark. Uh, dancing lights. So we'll. I'll just kind of guide to, like one above us, and then one in each one of the tents, and then uh, we should probably check things out. Devin wants to try and grab one of the lights. What happens? Okay, you reach up and gra- try to grab a light. What happens when he tries to grab the light, Joxer? That's a great question. So making them appear as torches, lanterns, and glowing. Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> um. Davin turns into a newt. Uh, It's either it doesn't really say that it is or isn't physical. So I'm going to I'm going to say that you could you could grab one. Can you cast light on something much like Dale was once a a spotlight? Um, That's that's not my ability, so I can't. Oh, that's like sunlight or whatever. It's just I think it's just called light. There is a cantrip called light. I don't have it. Okay, I'm just curious. No, oh, I think I'm gonna go into what that small tent. All right, so you go to the the small tent on the left there, and as you approach it with the light kind of hovering outside, the the light shining through the tent is is you know solid fabric, but the the light shines through there. Actually, pretty nice. It kind of puts a nice hue in there, like a lampshade would. Mm-hmm. And you see a a bedroll. And there's a couple small pieces of parchment on the bedroll. There's also a small uh, chest made from it looks like some sort of light, like light wood. It's it's about it's about the size of a shoebox, not much bigger than that. And uh, there is a uh, there's also a an extra blanket rolled up at the foot of that bedroll, and uh, that's it in that tent per se or particular. Okay, the parchment is there any writing on it? Yes, if you want to go forward and kind of investigate, look closely at those things, you're able to do so. I'm going to collect the parchment. I'm not going to officially read it, but notate that I have them. And probably whenever we all get together, kind of just like observe everything that we found. The chest that's in here, uh, I want to check and see if it's locked. Okay, yeah, it is not locked. In fact, there's no lock on it. It's more of just like it's got small like leather straps buckled on it. And it's it's just it's like a simple travel chest. It doesn't seem to be a security kind of thing. Even if there was a lock on it, it looks like you could just like put your fingers under the wood and pry it back. It's such a light little thing. So, okay, all of this feels really sketchy. So, Craig's is going to. Did I, Davin? Did you have Mage Hand? Of course I do. Davin, could I see you? Could you? Pop in here for the real quick. I, I, this is really sketchy. All right. Uh, get out of the tent. I'll just open it from here. Yeah, I pop out and I let him open it. I, I don't trust that to not be a trap. <laughs> I'll just flick my fingers okay. and the lid pops up. Okay. So you, you flip open the, the little buckles and flip the lid up and it opens. No problem. No issues. Just I'm going to yeah. skirt back in and, and kind of okay. like start rummaging through. Yeah, you look inside and there is a small bell inside of there, just like that you would like hold a handle and ring a bell. Ding, ding, ding. And yep. there are three crossbow bolts and a small vial 
with some sort of thick, clear, oily liquid in it. I wonder if this is some of uh, that that stick, slick, slippery oil. Hmm. I would like to... I assume that the bell is just normal. It's not an enchanted bell. But I would like to look and see if there's anything that stands out about the bell, or if I have any recognition of what the vial is, if it's medicine, like medicinal or... Whatever, I just kind of want to observe closer with these items and see if there's anything okay. that stands Make out. Make investigation checks. An investigation check on the bell and an arcana. What, you want to see if it was magical or something? with the? Yeah, make an arcana check on the oil. The, the well, sure. not oil necessarily, but whatever's in the vial. Uh, seeing how he pulled out three crossbow bolts, I'm going to start looking around and see if there's a crossbow anywhere. I was 18 okay. on my Make an investigation check. check, Davin. 18 on the arcana check, looking at that vial. Uh, you have... you. It looks a little different. It's a it's more clear than the slippery oil, and it's a little thinner. It's not quite as as thick, and it kind of drips down the sides a little faster of that vial. Um, it, it you feel like you have seen it. This is some sort of potion. It's hard for you to know. You're not really versed on what potions do what based on looking at them. But is there anything in the alchemical kit that I collected from the halflings or the halfling? That might like I, I can do this later, but I want to I want to take the potion and I'm going to be studying eventually what it is. I don't want to I don't want to like take it myself yeah. and drink it. OK. And the bell, I guess, for the investigation on that is a uh, 13. OK, yeah. You see uh, initials engraved on the inside of the bell. OK, what are they? They are in Elven and they are just three Elven characters uh, like letter characters anything else in this room that stands out worth looking at i'm not gonna probably dishevel the bedroll it seems fine i'm assuming yeah they're just that bedroll and then a rolled up extra blanket sitting at the foot of that bedroll okay i'm gonna pop out i have that potion pocketed it i have the notes to read here later whenever we have time as a group i'm gonna take the bell to gwen and gwen could you i i don't read Elvish, I know that that's hard to believe with how intelligent I am, but do you know what this says? Let me see. And she grabs the bell and looks inside it. Yeah, and the inside, uh, just on the bottom edge of the inside of the bell, are the are the are elven initials that um, it. You don't know what name necessarily they stand for, but they would if you were to try to spell it out in in common, it would be the letters T, V, and B. T, V, and B. And it looks like just an engraving. Uh, hmm. it, it, it seems like it's just someone's bell, like as if it's their initials. I <laughs> Have I seen this handwriting before? Or no, it looks like some sort of fancy etching script, like, like you could okay. go to any any shop in any city and get a, get an engraver to engrave something for you. And this is one of the like etching scripts they would use. Um, I ring it. It's like a font, you know? Uh, yeah, you ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. And suddenly nothing crazy happens. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly <laughs> nothing. And suddenly it stops ringing. My I had a heart. 21 investigation looking for a crossbow. You see no crossbow anywhere in sight in that room. Uh, you, you're looking and looking. Do you kind of ruffle things around and kind of unshake, like take things apart, anything like that? 
Yeah, I'll like lift up the bedroll and, and move okay. the extra blanket out of the way. Yeah, when you move the extra blanket, one blue gem, small gemstone falls out of the blanket. What? Well, that looks like somebody didn't look quite well enough. And I kind of show it to everybody. Oh. Uh, have we have we checked the other tent? Oh, not yet. I, I haven't. Uh, head that direction, I suppose. I'm going to make my way over to Davin and kind of see if Gwyn is paying attention to the other tent. Just kind of <laughs> notice the, the fact that it is a gem. Davin, you... This isn't a gem, as he, as he does air quotes, noticing, like, the necklace. This isn't going to be a problem. It's... I don't... It's just a blue gem. Here, take it. I hand it off to him. I cast call lightning on it. <laughs> I don't do that. Here we go again. I don't notice it. I'm watching Joxer go through this tent. Okay. I just want to take a quick look at the gym and see if I see that same like darkness inside of it. The same one that I saw the other. And I assume it's just a regular yeah. old gym. Make an investigation check with advantage. I trust nothing at this point. And thank you for the advantage, because that was a 1 and a 19. Yeah, this gemstone is is a cut, clean gemstone as if something used for jewelry and currency, not, it, there doesn't seem to be anything magical about it. And you would guess it's worth, it's pretty rare, the type, so it's worth probably somewhere between 150 to 200 gold pieces. Okay. Depending on where you're selling it, right? I'm going to pocket it, not like, this is mine now, but just like, it seems seems okay, but... Just keep an eye out. I don't want to get uh, any more <laughs> any more events much like earlier today. Understandable. <laughs> Over random gems at this point. It's still a little touchy, I hope. It can clear up quickly. What was that? Choking. Come again? <laughs> uh, yeah, what's in there? <laughs> Have you guys... What do your elf I see? <laughs> start, start looking through. All right. I'll bring in one of the orbs of light and, you know... I'll hold it aloft in my hand. Yeah. So in the in that in that uh, tent, uh, you see a, another bedroll. Sitting next to the bedroll is an iron pot. Uh, there's also a quiver sitting there, empty. It's like a for arrows, but it's empty, uh, sitting there on the ground. And then sitting in the iron pot is a whetstone, something that would, like would be used for sharpening blades. There's a there's an iron pot in here. And there, there is also another light chest in that room, just like similar to the other one. Okay, uh, probably go look at it, see if it was locked or not. Okay, uh, it is not locked. In fact, the, it also has similar. It has one buckle across the middle. It's, it's kind of different, made from different wood, but it's a similar like light carrier stuff and protect it while you're traveling. Not necessarily trying to be secure with it, but uh, it, yeah, it's easily unbuckled and opened if you'd like. Yeah. Um, since I, I saw it earlier, I'll, I'll also use Mage Hand and flick it open before I walk up. Okay, yeah. So when you open the belt, or unlock the, unfasten the belt thing and then open it up, uh, inside of there are um, two uh, sheaths, small sheaths, like they would be for daggers, and a small rolled up piece of parchment. Uh, Gwen, can, can you bring that dagger real quick? Uh, yes. And she runs over and pulls out the dagger. Grab uh, one of the sheaths, or I'll grab both sheaths and see if... D do any of these fit? I try the first one. 
yeah, you put the dagger in that first one and it fits. Not only does it fit perfectly, but there is a small little strap that goes that can go into one of those finger loops and latch it down. And then you, you notice there is a piece cut out of the leather of this sheath that reveals that engraving. Even while the sheath is on, you can see that word, uh, the, the name that is on there. I believe it was Yana. Yeah. This, this is weird, because when I f- found the dagger, it was just uh, alone, uh, away from the camp. Why? We'll investigate over there, too. Let me, and I'll uh, 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 just keep that in, in there and keep that dagger with you. I'll grab that parchment and then just give, like, a, a once-over. I'll probably snag the quiver. Okay. Just as just uh to grab with you know just in case. You say the quiver has no arrows in it. Correct. There are no arrows in the quiver. We have a quiver with no arrows. We've got arrows with no crossbow. We've got a dagger that was not at the camp. We got another sheet without the dagger. I mean, it seems like the weapons are all over the place here. That that that's not the only thing I found. And um, she kind of points to the directions that the footsteps are away from the camp. I. I also found a cave where these tracks lead. A cave? Whenever you went in, I mean, was it something deep? Or, I mean, when you went in, was it the, the wall short? Or does it keep going? I, I, I don't know. I, I took a few steps in, but it didn't... S- something didn't feel right. All I could hear were the, the drops of the cold, d- dank water inside. Was the dagger? Did you find it on the way to the cave? I I found it on the way to the camp. All right. And and Juxer just found the sheath, so I, I don't understand what happened. How far away was the dagger? Uh, I I uh, was it north of here, or was it where where we came from? It it was kind of s- south of the camp. So the the way we came, I just. None of this makes sense. We find the two dead bodies, a camp of no one, and a cave that just doesn't feel right. Well, it's possible these people were attacked and taken away, maybe through the cave. No, maybe the others were part of their party as well. I think the best thing, maybe we finish looking at this other tent to make sure we're not missing anything, and then we go check out the cave. I I agree. Okay. Uh, the uh, I'll I'll tear up or move things around a little bit um just to double check if there was anything else maybe other clues obviously i'll look at the parchment whenever i get back out as he's doing that i'm gonna go ahead and start reading my my parchments just studying them so yeah you can make a um investigation check continuing to look in that tent and Kriggs. the first parchment is very clearly a map and it is marked with a path winding almost exactly the path you took up to the point where you went off the path from Wild Hill. And it goes up to, towards the north through the woods. And there's, it's kind of just simply scrawled on a piece of paper. It's not like a proper map. It's like, it's like somebody drawing you like quick directions on how to get to their house, you know, for a party or something back when you used to do that. And uh, so you, uh, so you notice that they they draw a line kind of up. They draw some trees on one side, hills on the other. And then at one point, the road kind of splits off. They let the one that goes to the left just kind of, they just kind of draw a little line and there's nothing over there. And the other one goes up and to the right and to 
a spot that they circle and it says Lonely Hill. Hmm. The second one, the second parchment is a familiar piece of parchment. You have seen several of these orders for jobs for hired swords before. And it says, it's just a, it's an order to go investigate what happened in Lonely Hill, bring back any evidence of the previous adventurers that have gone there, and in return, you will get 500 gold. What did you find over there? So that was uh, 19 minus 1. So as you're looking around, uh, nothing else really stands out to you. Uh, the the bedroll is neatly made. Everything's very nicely nicely made and put together. And the, you do notice that the quiver is dry, or the whetstone is dry, like it hasn't been used in a while. Uh, normally the oil on those, the, you try to keep those nice and, and damp so that they're easy to use again. And that one just has gone dry, so it's been a while since it's been used and it's been sitting there, so... There's uh, the iron pot I mentioned earlier and a whetstone that's not wet at all, so I think it's been a while since anybody's been here. Uh, everything else in here looks a little bit too proper. They they didn't they left on purpose. It's not disheveled or anything. Craig's, you're reading the paper, what does it say? Well, this is a map to what looks like maybe a town or a place... Lonely Hill. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. And well, this this note, <laughs> it's a it's an order from the Hired Swords back in Wild Hill to investigate Lonely Hill and what had happened there, as well as what may have happened to the previous adventurers sent there by the Wild <laughs> the Wild Hill Hired Sword Committee. The Wild Hillians. Yes. Oh, uh, I also, I, I wonder if I have the same document. We had, There was a parchment in here, too. And then I'll open it up and pull it up in front of the group and see if uh, it's similar or something different. This is a spell scroll. It has runes drawn on it and writings of descriptions and explanations in common. And it is a, a scroll of guidance. Oh, it looks like this might be something that we could I mean I could I could try to write in my book as a ritual unless someone wants to keep it instead it it's it's some kind of spell. Uh, oh I I know the spell and it, it's it's Gudens. <laughs> she pronounced it wrong. Gudens. She has it written she has it written wrong in her book. <laughs> Gudens. Gudens. What does Gudens do? It, it it helps you guide, in a sense. I I I don't know why they didn't call it guidance. Yeah, that makes much more sense to me. <laughs> Seems a bit weird, <laughs> doesn't it? It's. I always thought the same thing about the that spell, uh, guideberry. Why wouldn't they call it goodberry if they're gonna make goodberries out of them? I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's this. I'm. Uh, maybe maybe something lost in translation from spellbearer or you know elvish to I bet it's just I bad handwriting. I've seen it before. You've seen it a million times. Is, is... I have the best handwriting. I'm not talking about you. She just kind of looks at him. <laughs> angry eyes. Uh, uh, it looks uh, looks like it might have a smudge here. Maybe I I don't know. <laughs> 
Gwen, are you capable of casting that spell, or are you just aware of it? I, I, I can cast it. Give me guidance. I have I, no need for it. I put my hand on Craig's and I cast guidance. I mean guidance. <laughs> it's got to awesome. be guidance for now on. You feel really, really good. Uh, I feel so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if you can roll a die before or after making any ability check. <laughs> yeah, you add a d4 to any ability check. Sick. That's good. It lasts for one minute. Well, no. Better I guess the happiness comes and goes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, do a, do an ability check. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I don't remember anything about uh Lonely Hill. Yeah, do it. Uh, that's an eleven. D four. Plus D four. Uh, that's a four. So it's fifteen. Nice, nice. Plus yeah. plus Max. plus plus history. Uh that's a zero. Okay. Well, you do definitely remember you saw a job. You actually turned down a job, gave it back to, to Tomba, this exact job, to go see what's going on in Lonely Hill. And what? then you heard you heard them talking about how... Uh, you Actually, Soraya was the one talking about how she was going to be sent to do that. That's what she was arguing with the chief about. She's saying, I can't believe you sent more more people up there after what's happened to the others and now you want me to go find them that I was her whole this. thing that started her fighting fighting mm. the chief in the first place that started the end of wild hill so this lonely hill is a a big piece to that whole that whole drama at the end of wild hill there earlier gwen gwen oh i can oh, feel i can oh. feel the good oh I remember my goodness is working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So Raya. And then I just relay everything you told me. Okay. Well, that definitely means we're on the right track. Well, on the right track for what, though? <laughs> it doesn't seem like Lonely Hill would be a part of any kind of untouched lands. I mean, sure, it's lonely, but people have touched it. Oh, this has nothing to do with us, I don't think. This was uh, other hired swords that had gone out and done a job and unfortunately didn't come back. Yeah, I just mean that it's at least in the direction that Soraya and then everything seemed to be heading. I thought yeah, my Lonely Hill joke was really funny and no one laughed. <laughs> I controlled myself. I was, I was muted. To not say that's what she said and I had to type it in chat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that someone in this group definitely remembers that that Hurley told you heading north the la the furthest anyone's really ever gotten was Lonely Hill. After that it's kind of unknown what's up there because people if they've gone that far Lonely Hill or higher they just don't really come back. So you're this is kind of also you you would know kind of a point of no return or the the point of hey if we don't want to do this untouched lands thing we got to turn back now from cuz from this point onward it's going to get it's going to be something, oh, you know. That was in like the main conversation like when we were all talking yeah. to him, we should all realistically remember that. Yeah, you all know that. You, your characters definitely know that. It's been weeks and weeks for you as players, but your characters definitely know <laughs> it's that. It's been months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, guys, let's uh, let, let's just go be farmers somewhere. You know, this, this is kind of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm let's done. Quit what That's we're it. doing now. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Hired Swords. <laughs> uh, we're, we're done. Fun run. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for The Hired Farmers? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go. <laughs>
I that like was that. really bad. Yeah, that's how I you know this is live. Wow. That's how you know. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> Listeners, enjoy late. the ooftonium. You've just listened <laughs> to the most radioactive joke that we've had hey, on the show. Here's the deal. I didn't laugh at your Lonely Hill joke. I lied about my microphone being muted. So there you go. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that's my... You know that? Ooh. All right. That's it. <laughs> now Podcast over. That. Now he's going to mute that part. <laughs> um, Everybody well, fly. Fly away as a bird. <laughs> can I take a look at the map and see like where we are in reference to Lonely Hill? If I can figure out how close we are to actually it. Yeah, sure. Look at that map and make a survival check. I mean, you can ask check. me to hand you the map and I'll give it to you because I currently have it in my possession. May I please see the map? Just yeah. throw it up in the air. He'll snatch it from it you. you. Oh, you don't even bring that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, we don't want to remind Gwen. Uh, what is this a roll for? Survival check. You're looking at a map. Oh, that's 17 total. Yes, you... You can see where uh, the road splits off. Um, it it, it kind of splits and kind of goes, and and there is a point on the map where there's a, a a little a small X that is just a little you know a little bit away from where the circle is that says where this lonely hill is. So it feels like based on where you were traveling, you would have traveled up to up the path. And then the path would have split left or right. And if you had gone right, you would have ended up here. And then eventually, if there's right, if this map is accurate, you would have ended up at Lonely Hill, just traveling a little ways further from where you're at now. Does that, does that kind of answer what you're asking? Yes. Guys, I figured it out. Look, there's a circle around Lonely Hill, and there was a circle on the other map saying for the Shadow Wilds. That must be the Shadow Wilds, right? That's it. We found it. I guess we can go back to Wild Hill now? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not really what it is, but we could go there and figure out what happened. I mean, we're heading that direction anyway. There's too many too many coincidences for it to not be connected to it in some way, so I think now we at least have some direction in which way we should go. Maybe after we inve- finish investigating the camp, obviously, in this cave that has me a little bit concerned. Uh, yes, if... I mean, I'm fine, but I, I know that... You have all used quite a few spells today. Is is it worth exploring now or later? Oh, yeah, and it is well into late, late night, close to, like, 1 a.m. kind of situation. It's pretty late. Listen, like, the bars are closing. I, I go to bed when I want to go to bed. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm I'm just my own being woman. clear. <laughs> what I'm I... just setting the, setting the ambiance <laughs> for you. <laughs> Spells-wise, I'm fine. I could continue to spell, to cast if I needed to, but if we want to wait till morning where it's a little bit safer, that, that's fine too. I mean, there's a camp here. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and I'll walk over to the damp wood that was in the fire, and then I'll cast Prestidigitation to dry it off, and uh, we we could uh, start a, a little fire and, and uh, use some of these uh, tents. Okay. Let's just make sure that we keep an eye out, because if something was... To have come and attacked the people who were here. We don't want to be attacked also. I, I, I would like to, to, to keep first watch. If that's okay. It's fine by me. Yeah. That, I'm I'm fine. I'll take a second if if you don't mind. Th- that That's fine. Davin will set up and go to sleep. Alright. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go inside the small tents. Or no, I'll go inside the big tent since that bed was already kind of set up and uh. Just kind of lay back and hang out. Okay, you guys take your found campground here and start setting up to rest. Craig, did you say you're going to rest too right away? I'm going to 
I'm going to rest for now if I can, if it's if I'm capable of it. Yeah, sure. Hello, my dear sweet macaroons. Are macaroons the cookie? Yeah, it's the really kind of like crispy with the yummy on the inside. My dear sweet macaroons, uh, it is time once again for me to read your words back to you. What do we have today? We only have, do we have one or do we have more than that? We could have more than that, but we have one and it's one really fun one. Okay. Do you want to, you want to send that to me? Do not. Oh, I do have it in front of me. All right. I'm just going to send it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our first review. Our first review is from someone who I can't help but feel did this exclusively as an attack on me uh, because their username is Dagnum. See, I wanted, to, I wanted to say it was Dagnabbit or something, but that percentage, I just can't. All right, so it's D at sign GN percent. So like I could the the first like part portion of that before the percent I could absolutely make a case for how that like translates to a real world word but like what am I supposed to do with that percent like the percent doesn't you've, maybe there's you've some secret broken me secret code that the percentage turns into much like a hashtag is also a pound sign and whatnot right well I thank you. Your... Sorry we don't understand your lead speak. We're not lead enough. I don't think we were supposed to. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that we were not supposed to come out of this with any tangible verbal construction out of this. Um, but your review is very sweet, and I would like to share it. Uh, it was five stars. Thank you so much. Uh, a must listen for both D&D diehards and those just starting out on their journey into tabletop RPGs. Delightful, funny, and keeps you coming back for more. I highly recommend it. Thank you. That was a very sweet review. Once again, thank you for sharing your reviews with the world. Uh, If you have been thinking about leaving a review, you're not sure what you should say uh, because there are so many great reviews already in existence and you like to keep it fresh. Please share with me personally the moment that you knew that Gwen was the most powerful of the entire party. (laughs) Y'all don't even even know yet. I got episodes on the backlog. Y'all don't even know. Gwen has, from day one, been the powerhouse of the party. Don't at me. Uh, Or at me. Like, I will die on this hill. And, uh, (laughs) spoilers. Once again... My lovely listeners, my sweet, sweet macarons that were, wait, macarons are different. My sweet, sweet macaroons that were baked perfectly are crunchy on the outside and soft and supple on the inside. Um, If you would like people to continue to make podcasts, you have to tell other people that their podcasts are good. Uh, So more people listen to their podcasts and they'll keep making that podcast because I don't know if you know this, but most podcasters run 100% 100% on validation. So feed that machine, my babies. Play with me. Play with me. <laughs> play with me. Seriously, Griffin McElroy, if you want to play d and I'm so down. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So you guys find yourselves, your spots to, to rest 
Uh, it's getting cold. It's pretty cold out tonight. As you're heading north, it's getting colder and colder. Plus, it's getting d- deeper into the fall. And uh, Gwen, as you sit up and kind of look around, go ahead and make a perception check for me as you keep watch. Okay. I have I pulled Dale out of my bag by this point and set him beside me, and um, I just start looking at this dagger while keeping watch. Twelve plus eight. 20, All right. Thirty twenty. Okay. So as you look around, you are keeping a good eye out. You're it's you're very alert and uh, it's very it, you're just kind of watching what's going on around you. And as you do, you um you see something out of the corner of your eye in the distance. What kind of bamf into existence scurry around a couple trees and then bamf back out of existence i kind of yell hello and then you hear behind you this that's another thing bamps in and out i i put the knife away and i pick up dale and i am standing up and turning around every time i hear the scurrying Okay. Uh, hello. I- I- I'm he- here to help if y- you're injured or we found this camp. And like, she's not yelling, but she's trying to do it where she doesn't wake the others up. So she's like, hey. hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's suddenly you're hearing this sound all around you. <laughs> Just like skittering. And it's it sounds like, it sounds like... It should be small little skitters, but it's they're they're big, and you hear this bamfing in and out of existence and skittering around, and suddenly make another perception check as you peer into the forest trying to see what you can see. Okay. Ooh, eighteen plus eight, twenty six. Yeah, you're easily able at this point to catch as one goes. Back into existence, you see sitting, sitting on a on the ground right in front of a tree in front of your uh, in front of your camp. You see this spider. It's blue and white, and it is the size of uh, it's the size of one of these tents that these guys are resting in. Um, and what? <laughs> and it is sitting there. It is sitting there. Like kind of gnawing at its at its pincers and sees you and is starting to uh, to look at you and suddenly it bamfs away and then bamfs right back in front of you right there roll initiative oh my god never look at the thing it will always attack you uh oh uh oh wow I rolled an initiative of four that tracks yeah, look off guard. You roll the four. Believe it or not, you get to go before this little spider. What are you going to do? What? <laughs> roll the nat one. Um. Let me see. What's this? I am. Yeah, it's see. got a three total. I am going to cast animal friendship. Okay. And try to befriend it. And the beast I see in the range is the spooter. Okay. You, uh, let me say this. Gwendolyn would probably know this is no beast. This okay. would be considered a monstrosity. Oh. 
therefore you would probably be this is not the kind of beast that i can be friends with okay i'm still gonna do it anyways okay so hello friend and she's gonna while she's casting animal friendship she's gonna reach out her arm towards this creature as a player i know i'm something's going to happen (laughs) yeah Uh, i love the fact that you're going but you're role-playing gwen man (laughs) she's She's like hey friend she's like hey friend that's cool all right so you reach your hand out cash animal friendship reach your hand out this creature is is unfazed by your magic at all it seems and it then uh, rears back and just bites down at you and the bite, it's a 13 <gasps> to hit. Nope. No. So it reaches <laughs> down to bite you. You pull your arm back and you lean back away from it. And as it strikes down at you to try to bite you, it catches nothing but air. And uh, and yeah, so at that point, when it does, it then goes and vanishes out of existence. What? What is this? Guys, and now she's yelling. Okay, she's yelling. Does that wake you guys up? I assume it does. I would uh, <laughs> hope so. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, everybody, roll initiative as she's yelling and hollering at you. Oof. That is a nine for Joxer. Thirteen right. for Davin. Five. So Davin, Joxer, Gwyn. All right. And Kriggs was a five, so it's Kriggs then Gwen. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Gwen's just uh, th- there's something here, and I it doesn't like us. As you're speaking, as you're saying that, it appears in between you <laughs> by the campfire, in between you and Kriggs, and another one appears right behind Davin as Davin's laying in the bedroll, opening his eyes, getting ready uh, to to do whatever he's going to do. The one that appeared first is going to go ahead and take its turn and strike at Kriggs. The, an attack of 23. That hits. And it hits for a number of damage that is equal to this D10 plus a number. Uh, so five piercing damage plus some poison. Do you get poison? I do not. Are you resistant or immune? I am, I believe, resistant. So you'll Let have to make a check. saving throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't Let take damage. Check. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you'll, t- you'll make a saving throw for me. Where is my stuff? Hold on. I'm trying to figure out where it is on the character sheet. Okay, it's 23 poison damage. Good God. That it puts out. Uh, you have to make a DC 11 constitution saving throw. Um, and I believe you take half on a on a failure and none on a save. All right. It is resistant, so I have to do what what saving throw? DC 11. Beat an 11 constitution. Come on. Uh that's a 10 and my con is definitely greater than one modifier, so yes, I've Yes. I okay. Succeed. So you feel the poison surge inside your body and you've like uh, I always want to say I have an immunity to iarcane, but we've I've already used that joke. So <laughs> you uh <laughs> You're able to, to poison. I hardly know her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're able to push out that that pain and don't you don't feel it, but you do take uh, the the piercing damage that you took, the five piercing damage, uh, and then that is it. The other one is going to take us take us a, a bite at Davin as he's laying there. Bites down on Davin, tries to get Davin's shoulder, 
uh, with an 18 plus 7 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it is going to now roll its d10. It's an uh, 10 damage, a piercing damage, and then make a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw is um, an 11. That is exactly what you needed. So you Ooh. take half damage. Ooh. Why did I just use 4d8 and now the fourth one is nowhere in sight? How does that happen? Magic. How does that freaking happen? Maybe Minor it teleported illusion. like it the teleported. spider. Yeah, maybe it did. Good heavens. I have so many dice that I can't find the ones I need. <laughs> you feel that, anybody? All right, there we go. <laughs> That's impossible. 20 damage, so saved, you take 10 more damage. So 20 total damage on that attack from that spider as you feel the poison start to pulse through your veins, uh, but uh, you ate your Wheaties this morning. That's an old man joke, and you feel <laughs> a little better. I uh, feel like you, you, it could have been much worse. Uh, so that is those guys' turn, and we are now going to go to Davin. It is it's your turn. Me, Davin. Um, I'm going to use one sorcery point to quicken spell and cast uh, mage armor on myself. Okay. So that takes a bonus action for me to do. So now okay. my AC is back up to 15. Woo, 15. Um, and then I will cast a cantrip. Uh, Firebolt sounds good. I will cast Firebolt at the one um, not on me because I knew he's right there on top of me. I'm going to flip my hand backwards and just a flame comes out of my wrist and down my fingers and, and just throw like a spear of fire at the one um, closer to Kriegs. Okay. And that, attack. I will. I, I will do it when I want to, okay? Sure, you don't have to. It's I, I fine. want to. It's a 12 to hit. Uh, a 12 will not hit. So you the, fi- the firebolt just right past it as it rears up again, ready to bite you again. Dang. That's it. That's my turn. That's it. Okay. So that takes us now to, to Joxer's turn. Okay. So am I the, the one that's close to Kriggs? Is it close enough to attack if I move, or am I outside the range? Um, the one that's by Kriggs, you can you can move up and and attack. Yeah, one. Well, square. could I move away from it without getting an opportunity? I can't tell if I'm. Oh yeah, it can't attack you. That it doesn't have that far of a reach. Okay, then I will probably run to the one that is behind Davin and look for that advantage that I always do. Okay. After making that 2025 movement, I think it was. So circle around. And oh, I had plans. And uh, I guess I'm going to cast. Um, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to cast Shadow Blade as a bonus action. And then I'm going to attack twice. So that will be with advantage. So that's a nat 20 for one attack. Okay. And then for the second, that will be a 15 plus 8. So 20 something. So 28 and 23. And so one will be the Shadow Blade and one will be the uh, Rapier. Great. Yeah, both, both definitely hit. All right. Obviously. Yeah. I, I hope so. Um, okay. So, yeah. so that's five, seven. Seven, so 14, 19 plus. What is that? What is my plus for? That is my spells. Uh, four, so uh, 23 psychic damage. And then 
three. And then that will be um, seven uh, rapier, uh, what is that? Piercing damage, and then um, five fire damage. All right, so you give this thing this psychic damage, and it rares back, and as it does, you stab it again. And when you do, uh, you you slide your sword in, and then your hand goes all the way through as it burns away at it from the fire damage, and the thing just falls into uh, two separate pieces and the, in the middle of it burning and charring as this one has been killed. Oh, thanks, Struxer. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> looks like uh, there we can do this. <laughs> All right, that takes us to Craig's turn. It's a pretty big spider. I'm assuming quite a bit bigger than me. Definitely, yeah. This is this is a uh, considered large size. It's it's very large, very very. Okay. Big. Well, I woke like up the size of a cow. I woke up and I was not necessarily ready to fight, so I don't have my shield. I just have my hammer. So my AC is a little bit lower, but I am going to baseball bat uh, M. Night Shyamalan signs swing away, Merle. What's his name? <laughs> I think it's uh, Jack. Swing away, Jack. Somebody, whoever, whatever his name is. I'm going to swing away. Very similar names. Merle, Jack. Yeah, very. I'm going to swing away at whatever legs and appendages and anything I can at the spider. Just two handed. Full force, leaning into it. Awesome. Make your attack roll. That's an eight plus eight, 16. That'll hit. You're going for 13. Sick. Uh, then my damage is going to be 10. I know I got one of these. I know they exist. Here we go. That's max damage. 10 plus eight bludgeoning, 18. And then I'm going to add a level three divine smite on top of that awesome 3d8 make sure i'm reading that right yeah okay is it undead or a fiend by chance it is not okay it's a large monstrosity three eight two 13 plus 18 31 yep 31 total damage on that one attack yeah all right you strike out at this thing with your hammer, just sending three of its legs clean off of it and crushing one side of its exoskeleton in. And uh, you, you do, you put this thing barely on its last breaths. If it breathes, it's got, it's got just a few left. As it starts to flicker in and out of this ethereal state it was in. Okay. Then I'm going to. <laughs> this is gonna be super lame i'm gonna walk up and with the uh, little dagger i have as it's kind of staggering i'm gonna from the bottom kind of mercy kill it and push a dagger in through the bottom of its like what i assume is its head and try to, to pierce it and puncture said brain yeah so it's 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 lying there trying to gain whatever it can of traction and, and get back into existence and you literally as you stab down you stab into nothing as it turns into its ethereal form and then it comes back into its it comes back into its physical form with your dagger in its head and as it does you pull your dagger back out and the thing collapses in front of you laying there completely dead with the other one on the other side in two pieces and 
you have vanquished these foes. You unstabbed it to death. I look over at the the group. Uh, I got this one. I immediately run over to the one that is still in one piece. Okay. And I start, it's going to sound weird, I'm going to start feeling its body. Have I seen a creature monster like this before? Make a history check. Okay. Gwen, I swear, if you start digging around in there and getting yourself all bloody again. Uh, Don't worry, I just, I need to remember. (laughs) What'd you Um, roll? I rolled a dirty 20, 18 plus 2. Awesome. So you've you've never heard of spiders like this before. You've heard of giant spiders. You've heard of giant wolf mm-hmm. spiders. You've seen some. Uh, you This whole phasing in and out, like into the ethereal, you, you, it, it's like they're like ghost spiders. That's kind of the connection you make, but you've never experienced or heard of this before. And this one in particular... Um, is uh, as you kind of look at its its body, you see the black goo that made up its whatever blood or or fluids inside of it, and uh, the inside of its stomach that is now kind of gaping open uh, after Kriggs had just hit it so hard that it busted in its torso. Uh, you you see the the remains of several large birds and some deer and things like that, and it seems to live in these woods and feast on just creatures out here. So it it seems normal in that sense, but this shifting in and out of existence uh, like that, you've you've never seen a spider or animal like that do that sort of thing. I I basically repeat what Mike says. I don't think I've ever ever seen anything like this, and it kind of scares her. I... This is a new creature. I fear that... We'll be seeing a lot of this moving forward. Or you think it's just going to be a bunch of new things we've never seen before? What have we done so far? You look over at Kriggs and he's holding two of the spider legs and acting like he's got a whole bunch of extra limbs. Uh, it didn't seem all that bad. Well, yes, there were two of them. It wasn't all bad, but could you imagine if we had like six of these things on us? I get three, and you guys get three. Did, did you see what, what was in its stomach? It had a whole d- deer in it. Th- that's the size of you. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we've also killed deer. It's an even match, as I see it. I mean, I can also teleport. This isn't the first creature that's had this phasing ability. And that same thing happened to you, Kriggs, with that, that witch. It, I just wish I knew how to recreate it if, if this is something that, I don't know, just doesn't, it's not quite teleporting. Well, maybe we'll find some answers in Lonely Hill when we get out that direction. It seems like many have met a match there that they weren't able to come back from. So if these creatures are any indication that we are getting closer, the stranger they become then you might get your answer, and I hope you're ready for it. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to bed. Gwen, would you, do you want to continue watching, or do you need some rest now? I, I, I don't. You just see her just staring at these creatures. She can probably use some sleep. Uh, why don't you get some rest? I, 
take the small tent. I'll I'll keep watch from for the rest of the evening. I, I just and you see her. She's listening to what you're saying, but she's still talking to herself. And she picks up Dale, and slowly moves away from the spider carcass, <laughs> <laughs> and grabs one of the extra rolls, the bed rolls, and lays down. Let's um, let's get it away from the camp, just so it doesn't attract more things, you know. Uh, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm actually gonna try to. Uh, Griggs, I'll I'll be up with you for a minute. I I want to maybe. Uh, examine these a little bit more i i want to one take one of the extra vials that i still have and uh try to get some of the acid and then see if there's anything that that might be worth keeping sure make a uh, sleight of hand check trying to get that acid first sounds good that is okay but my sleight of hand's fantastic so a dirty 20 13 plus 7 oh yeah so you're able, able to extract uh, as many vials as you'd like, depending on how many you have and how many you want of that acid. Yeah, I'll say the two vials on that end because I grabbed that alchemy kit. Great. And then as you kind of harvest, try to see if there's anything to harvest that you want to keep off of it, go ahead and make a uh, make a medicine check. Okay. Nat 20 plus one. Dang! Yeah, so you can... You feel like the, the two main fangs might be of some value... And so you're able to to remove those without much trouble. And uh, it does have a stinger on the back of it, a very small stinger on the back of it that you can remove if you'd like as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for, for all the stingers. Okay, so you take the fangs and the stinger off the, the one that was still mostly intact. The other one, it's too burnt up and there's not much to harvest on it at all. Yeah, sounds good. And then I'll help moving things out of the area and then go lay down. You look over Craig's and he still has those two legs and he's kind of walking back and forth. The itsy bitsy Craig knocked a spider out. Down came its legs and now I'm extra stout. And just walking back and forth, playing basically with his legs. Devin, sitting in his bedroll, looks at him and says, Is this another one of those things where he's going crazy on us? Honestly, I think I think we're all losing our minds. And Joxer, as you drag the spider carcass to the edge of the forest, uh, you kind of look into the forest, and in there you can see the dark, dark, dark fog to the north in the in the woods, and it's it's moving almost as if it's it's swirling like a liquid. It's not coming towards you; it's just moving around in that dist in the distance. And you drag that carcass and you put it into the forest. And as you back away, you turn and look again and the darkness ekes forward, absorbs that carcass, and then goes back and retreats back to where it was. And that's where we'll leave this episode. Uh, that's wow. ominous as heck. <laughs> that's a no thank you. Craig just throws the legs at the darkness. Have them! Oof. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Gwen? Yeah? You, you're about to dream. Or dreams. Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of our second season. We really appreciate you listening for this adventure. If you enjoyed our show, tell a friend about us. And if you really enjoyed our show, tell the world and leave a review. 
Be sure to check out our shop at thehired.store, and if you want to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Hired Swords. Stay tuned for a message from our friends, and again, thank you for listening. Hey, my name's River, and I am one part of the anarchy and sass that comes with Dice Drop Evolution, an actual play Mutants and Masterminds podcast. We have car races, class wars, drinking, bad flirting. What more could you want in your local superheroes? Come and check us out in Eden today. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dice underscore Drop for all information. Thanks, guys. See you there.